0: Hello, oh, hello, all you wonderful esports fans! Welcome to the Area of Espo Podcast, or as we like to call it, AOE. I'm your host Brendan, aka Lefty B. Each week, we'll be your one-stop shop for esports news and commentary. Joining me tonight is my wonderful co-host Tim. Welcome, Tim. How are you?
1: I am good, Brendan. Thank you for thank you for having me. You didn't have a choice, honestly, but here I am.
0: You know, I'll be okay with it. I guess we'll we'll, we'll settle this time. And we also have the man behind the magic curtain, Ty. Ty, our producer, say hey, everyone. Hello, hello. All right, a little preview for the show tonight. First, we're going to start with a look back at last week's eSports events. We're going to talk scores, results, and upsets. After that, we're going to move into major news. And let me tell you, there was quite a bit of interesting news this past week. Next, we're going to give you a little preview of what's coming this weekend and give our takes and predictions on some of the highlight matchups. And to close out the show, we're going to do a fun little segment we like to call Last Hit. Last Hit is where myself and Tim will each get one minute, uninterrupted, to stand on our soapbox and hype, complain, or just talk about anything within the esports world we think needs to be heard. It should be fun, and I think you guys are going to really enjoy hearing some of the rather interesting opinions we have. Today's podcast is brought to you by ESPO, the
1: world's first multi-team fan engagement platform in the esports sector. Head over to ESPO.io today to get exclusive rewards from teams like BDS, BBG, Boom Esports, and more. ESPO.io. Win together. So,
0: now let's get right into it, starting with last week's results. Now, I don't know, Tim, if you were watching like I was the Valorant Champions Tour in North America this past weekend, it was uh, something. Um,
1: Envy- yeah, no, it was, it was, it was, it was wild. Uh, I, I saw some highlights. I didn't, I didn't have time because uh, I have a small child nowadays. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I watched the highlights and I saw some like insane, like flick shots and crazy finishes. Uh, but yeah, team Team Bendy.
0: Yeah, yeah, Envy took it in the finals, and every game in the upper bracket I thought was interesting. You had a lot of two ones, a lot of really close matchups. And then Envy comes into the finals and just absolutely smashes. Yeah. I mean, 13-9 and 13-3 taking it 3-0. Wasn't even really a contest, it didn't seem like. I also thought it was kind of crazy. No TSM. They they lost in the qualifier to Gen G, who ended up getting knocked out pretty early.
1: Yeah, and I mean both of those teams were, uh, you know, they were like favored going in. Like everybody was kind of hyping them up uh, as far as as far as I was following. Um, so yeah, kind kind of a surprising you know twist there. Um, but but you know, looking at the top four, you know, Team Envy, which put on a, a great masterclass of, of of a convincing win in Valorant, uh, Sentinels and Immortals, which are both you know solid esports organizations just all around. Like I'm never surprised to see. two teams in in the top of the standings um and then we also have x set and Fourth, which is a also a really cool uh kind of esports organization and they've been putting a lot of weight into their valorant roster so yeah we we have some good teams up here uh i i'm just yeah i am surprised uh it was a bit of an upset as you said you know genji and and tsm kind of kind of i don't want to say that they floundered right like they you know made made the top eight here but uh or genji did at least. Um, but yeah, not as, not as, uh, high performance as, as we thought going in.
0: Yeah, no. And, and honestly, except being up there at fourth, that surprised me taking down LG and phase and, yeah. and they're a team that, that is relatively, you know, not as well known, I'd say as those other top three. So, so that's really, really fun to see. And, and something that I think will, will be fun to look forward to, uh, see how well that team can perform in future events.
1: Um, I mean, kind of a kind of a poetic uh, poetic matchup, too. So uh, X uh, is formed by some of the former staff of phase, actually, which I think is is, is yeah. Really cool. But yeah, Xset's doing a lot of really cool just even outside of esports, a lot of really cool things about, um, you know, I- inclusion um, and and kind of uh, some of the more um, what's where I'm looking are Not like philanthropic, but they're doing a lot of like really cool stuff. Uh, inside the esports arena and highlighting a really a lot of really cool uh, people, uh, you know, from different uh, ethnicities and genders. So, uh, yeah, big hats off to them. Them really good to see them doing well. Um, so, yeah, it gets, yeah, good stuff.
0: It was. And moving on to another Riot game, uh, just just to touch on it there, the LCS and the LEC this past weekend. Uh, I watched a lot of the matchups and. The biggest thing I noticed was that Cloud9 is is just solidifying their spot every week at the top of the LCS. And although they had a close game against CLG at the beginning, which scared all the C9 fans out there, it, it just seemed like it's just another week and, and they're just going to continue rolling. Uh, how, how, do you, how do you think this goes forward? Do you think Cloud9 keeps just dominating, Tim?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've always been a big fan of Cloud9. I remember... When I first got in a league and this was, oh, geez, like I got in a league uh, like six or seven years ago, I guess. Uh, and Cloud9 was one of the better, you know, one of the better teams. I was watching them at Worlds that year. Um, and it's good to see them kind of, kind of pop up as a, you know, a, and kind of solidify their, their legacy a little bit. Uh, really great team. Love to see them doing, doing well. Pretty solid organization, too. They're doing a lot of cool stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a big fan of, t- as far as, and I, I have, I have separate favorite teams for, for LCS and, and LEC, uh, cause I, I feel like that's the right thing to do, but you know, cloud nine and TSM, my two favorite teams from LCS, just both of them are doing so well. And that, that makes me really happy. So yeah, I, I, I hope that they continue their steamrolling. I know that, uh, I know that a lot of, or several of the players on the rosters are really starting to like come into. Uh, you know, their, their synergy with each other and they're st- really starting to build a rapport. So it's really great to see them kind of, kind of build their, their, their teamwork and their, their tactics. It's, it's a really, really pleasant to watch.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And I think, I think nothing shows that better than fudge. I thought Mm. fudge performed very well in the top lane after receiving some of the most ridiculous hate I've ever seen after that (laughs) lock-in event. Uh, Just just some crazy, crazy stuff, but, but he looked great this weekend and I think he's slowly going to come in. I mean, you have to remember that, that kid's, you know what, he's 18, 17, 18. I mean, he's young, so he's got plenty of time to learn. Um another game to highlight was E.G. Liquid, tied at fifth in the standings, and it was one of the best games I've watched. And I noticed that Jazuke on Yone, I I just he looked he looked so good and, and he looked scary good. So I would yeah. I think he that might be a new uh permaban against the likes of Jazuke because I, I don't know if any team can counter the way he was playing.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and like that's the uh, when you see stuff like that, like you have to think about last season too. So last season when we had uh, Shul- and this was in the LEC, but we had Shalky Sports at one and eight or one, like it was some, it was one in a large number, right? <laughs> so uh, it, we and we saw them, you know, with a four percent chance of making the playoffs. They went on a miracle run and they made it, and they, you know, they had kind of a heartbreaking loss, but. Uh, to, to kind of end their run, but it was amazing. And so anytime, but but uh, the reason I bring that up is because you see, you know, performances like that from them last season where, you know, uh, especially, um, you know, from like Abu their mid laner, like he was just doing these insane plays, but they, you know, didn't, didn't get there week after week. And so seeing stuff like that from the players in the Evil Geniuses team liquid matchup just kind of makes me think that like one of these teams could just pop off over the next few weeks and like really bring themselves uh, up into the playoffs going forward.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And then you had, at the very end of the weekend, you had Liquid beating Cloud9 for just handing Cloud9 their second loss. And after they got beat, and and honestly, some of them hard inted against EG, yeah. to, to come back and manage to beat Cloud9 on Sunday, uh, a pretty big, pretty big win for them. And I think it might have gotten them back on the right track, like you said. And then uh, over the pond... The, Uh, We had uh, G2 and rogue still just holding those top two spots and, and they look on a completely different level from the rest of the pack. And and just, I'm not sure if those two teams are going to be messed with all season. I think that's pretty set in stone already. And we're only what 11 games into the season.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like uh, and G2. So favorite team in in LCS, as I mentioned, was, you know, kind of a split between Cloud9 and TSM because I can't commit to anything, apparently. Um, but no, G2 and, you know, since last season, since I saw them go on that insane run, you know, Schalke and, and, and G2 are, are kind of my favorites in the LEC uh but yeah g2 great esports organization like i don't know what their secret sauce is but they seem to just succeed at everything (laughs) that they do you know (laughs) they really do yeah league hearthstone uh rainbow six literally anything and it's you know it's no surprise honestly like if you see g2 at the top of the standings it's just like all right well another lec season in the books check um and yeah i mean i think i think rogue they didn't have a you know a Super spectacular season, uh, last last season, but they did they did okay. Um, but it's it's good because you know they you can tell when you see them play, like the bones are good, and it's it's good to see them at the top of the standings, um, as well. You know, solid two two really solid esports organizations here at the top. Uh, so I'm looking forward to you know seeing them play some more. Honestly, uh, I I love you know there's there's a lot of good rivalries and and kind of history in the LEC. So. Uh, it's it no matter who you're watching play it's always just so fun uh so fun to see see all these matches like really high skill level uh in this league and and just really really good fun to watch every match for sure
0: yeah oh absolutely and and speaking of those historic franchises you have the likes of Fnatic getting beat by the two and nine last place (laughs) vitality yeah and this was something that i certainly would never have predicted if you gave me a hundred predictions 100 times i'll pick Fnatic in that matchup but vitality just seemed like the better team and and i don't know if that points to fanatic struggles or vitality's kind of skill ceiling you know or potential i i'm not sure which one it was but but it's a little scary for those of you out there who are fanatic fans to see them drop that game this this at this point in the season that's just not not something they're used to seeing
1: yeah but here's here's the thing about about league right so it is what i like about league uh and also what i hate about league (laughs) uh, coincidentally as a player uh it's 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 almost 100 percent skill there's very very little you know uh variance um in in, in the game right so when you have teams of of five v five going against each other uh you can almost you know you can make really solid predictions of like oh yeah like this team's clearly better whatever um and it's it's really easy for people to kind of look at the you know look at the standings or look at these different teams to say oh yeah like uh, you know, the, oh yeah, team vitality two and nine, you know, winning against fanatic, like, oh, I don't know about that. But, um, you know, I think, I think it's like you said, I think the skill ceiling on these, on all of these teams is actually quite high. You know, all these players have to be in the top 1% or, or higher, right. And top 0.5% of, of, of players. Otherwise right. they simply wouldn't be in the LEC. And I think, uh, you know, as I'll reference Schalke again, uh, Schalke Esports last season went on this insane run and beat some of the best teams in the league to come back and get into the playoffs after being the worst team in the league. And I think, you know, Vitality is a solid esports organization. And week to week, I think it's it's really important for these teams, right? Like they, they look at their last week and say, okay, like how can we improve to the next week? And I think that's all you can really do. And I think that if Team Vitality... Uh, and they're you know they they're they're not new uh, kids on the block like they've been around for a while. So if if Team Vitality has you know kind of a good staff and a good good leadership, I think I think they could they could be the next Shulk and they could come back and and make the playoffs if they if they put their minds to it. But um, you know, and I haven't looked at the I haven't looked at the probability. I'm just spitballing here, so no, justify <laughs> me for this, but. <laughs> But yeah. like, I mean, any, you know, it's what's the saying in, in American football, it's it's any any team on any given day can 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 win a game, right? Yep. So uh, same thing here. And I think I think it's even more than than American football, right? I think it's, I think that there's a lot of uh, a lot of skill and a lot of a lot of different factors that can that can influence this kind of thing. So
0: yeah, and no, absolutely.
1: I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how all of the like. I think all of these teams are 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 great. Honestly, like I think the LSE is just pretty stacked as as far as, as far as talent goes. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens going forward. But I I am happy to, is is near the top here. Um, and and I'm happy to see Rogue kind of kind of be on the top for for a while.
0: Yeah, and now the question, just to see how many people we can anger. Uh, which which ah. league is better? the LEC or the LCS as it stands this season right now, take the top two teams from each. How do you think it goes? LEC or LCS?
1: LEC, hundred percent. That's, I mean, I don't even think like, I don't even think that's a hot take. Like, okay. So I think, I think cloud nine and TSM are the closest to like LEC status, but like LEC is just like, like I said, I I think the LEC is just absolutely stacked. And even the teams that are, you know, the, the, the worst teams, and I'm doing air quotes, which none of you can see, but <laughs> the worst teams in the LEC, I think, still have so much potential. And, like, uh, that's why... So I enjoy watching the LEC as well for... Just because I, th- I love the announcers and the personalities that are involved in it. And I think it's a really high production value. But um, I, think, I think that the, the talent in the LEC is actually simply, simply better than, than NA
0: you know, I would argue with you, but I can't, I can't (laughs) after what I've been watching. I just, I just can't see a world where an LCS team is able to beat an LEC team at this point. I even think cloud nine right now, I'm not sure that they could beat a lot of the teams sadly in, in the LEC right now. I just think they're not consistent enough. And I think, like you said, the talent over there is, is a pardon the, the use of the word, but. A league above. Honestly, <laughs> it, it's 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 pretty bad. I think for for the LCS and and it doesn't bode well for the future going in to worlds and 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 kind of the future events. I think that uh, I mean, it's a look, long like time the, coming uh, for a world title.
1: It's going to sound a little mean, but like honestly, like <laughs> so between the L- LCS and the LEC, sure a couple of them are going to make it to worlds, but they're all going to get clowned by you know by by all of the. Uh, you know the, all of the you know korean and, and and chinese teams right so uh it's it's fine um <laughs> we can have these we can have these discussions but uh you know it, like i remember i referenced uh when i first got into league i remember watching cloud nine in the in 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 worlds and at the time i think it was uh samsung blue um yeah was was kind of like the big the big team that year and I think they ended up winning, but I don't quote me on that. I should remember, but I don't. And I remember I was like, "Oh yeah, Cloud Nine is so cool." And then they just like they just got clowned by, yeah. by Samsung Blue. And 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 I think I think that you know um, I think LCS and LC, LEC it's a little bit more fun to have those conf- conversations. But like yeah, like I do I do I think any of these teams are going to win worlds. If I were a betting man, I don't know, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe something like, uh, you know, maybe somebody like G2 or Phonetic, Phonetics that have like really, really good staff and really good leadership, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and only time will tell, but, but I, I agree with you. You know, we can, we can have this argument till we're blue in the face on LEC versus LCS, but, but in the end, does it really matter if you can't manage to ever beat a Korean team? I I don't yeah. think so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, well, anyway, correct answer, LEC. <laughs> should, we, <laughs> should we go over some, uh, some of the big news the
0: week? Yeah, yeah. And one, one other thing to touch on, too, is uh, in Rocket League, you had BDS managing to win the oh, European yeah. Winter split for the second time. A- and that's back-to-back. And that team just looks <sighs> so good. And, and they are so fun to watch. And in the finals, too, was, yeah. was some of the, best i've watched in a long time you know i i thought that finals was incredible and and it's really great to see bds winning a second one
1: yeah absolutely and like so first of all obviously we're biased over here at Espo. uh bds team partner uh great team really you know in and in in every every esport too they're big big in rainbow six big in rocket league uh so they're just a really well managed really talented team um but yeah i mean it's 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 absurd it's you know we just mentioned on the uh, the, the korean teams clowning on 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 everybody else so this is like this is like team bbs in their league so they're 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 they have such a point gap in in the standings it's it's absurd what is the it's they're like 900 it's, points ahead of yeah
0: i think place it's 745 points yeah. right now so, ahead of second place just absolutely exactly. destroying
1: one of and one of our one of our uh our team members, Raul Owens, shout out to Raul, uh, who's a big Rocket League fan uh, and was or is our head of Rocket League at at Uh He was saying that basically uh, the gap between BDS and second place and the gap between second and 10th place is the same, which is <laughs> which is yeah, insane. Which is, yeah, which is uh, really crazy, right? So, I, I mean, yeah, I'm and, and, and yeah, you mentioned this already, but the. I don't. I don't play a Rocket League. I've only played it a handful of times. It's a really fun game. It's just not something I've made a lot of time for. Um, but I do watch Rocket League from time to time, and I definitely tuned in because when I heard that BDS was kind of you know was was up there in the uh, you know the finals, um, and and yeah, that was an intense, intense series. Uh, Team Vitality really put on a good show. Uh, you know, it was the they were three wins in uh, first four wins wins. Uh, And so it was, it was three, two in favor of vitality and BDS rallied, had a couple of impressive games and, and they actually won the seventh game in overtime. And it was, yeah, some of the goals, like there were multiple times where I audibly in a room by myself went (gasps) and like held my hand in my mouth and like. Audibly gasped. It was, (laughs) it was, it was awesome. Like they they put on a great show. Both teams did. Like shout out to Vitality as well. Really,
2: yeah,
0: no, absolutely. It Uh, it was it was fun to watch. And and like you said, I think that that overtime game seven was was something crazy. I can barely keep track of the ball when I play, so I'm not sure how they do some of the things they do. But yeah, it was fun to watch. Yeah. And now let's let's go ahead and change gears a little bit. Move into some of the big news last week and there was quite a bit of news and starting with dota and this one i think is something i never thought i would say but apparently with the way things are a team in the dpc eu lower division gets disqualified for faking covid test results
1: oh my god okay so hold on i just have okay oh my god this so i love like, okay, take this with a grain of salt, everybody. Everybody's gonna think that I'm like like a dramatic a-hole. But like I love like community tea and tea being drama and and scandals and stuff. Uh but this this was actually wild. Like I was not expecting this. Uh yeah, so a player player in the DPC, uh, or, or a team in the DPC, um, I I'm sorry, I I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce them. I think it's uh Ber, Ber, Berge, um, it's B U R J U I you can Google it but uh it's it's wild. So so I read it and it's like, oh a, a player faked a COVID test. And I thought, oh well surely, surely they faked, you know, being COVID negative so they could play at an event or something. It's like no. So they they were trying to do a roster swap out, right? And <laughs> they they said, oh we need an emergency roster change. Uh, and they'd already made some uh, substitutions uh, earlier that season. And I was like, oh, was like sure. surely they faked a, a positive or a, a negative COVID test. No, they faked a positive COVID test. And they were trying to make a roster change. And they forged a positive COVID test so they can make a roster change. And they requested an emergency substitution. Uh, and then, and then DreamHack, <laughs> DreamHack investigated it and disqualified them uh and this is this is after this is the second team too like this is why i was so into this, this is like this is the second team um and i'll have to let let me look up the uh the, the team that already got disqualified but they kind of uh uh and metaphor pro also earlier uh sort of self-withdrew where yeah. they suspected one of their players being involved in match fixing so yep. wild season in 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 this this dota league like i oh my god like
0: and it's just pretty pretty juicy stuff it it really is and it blows my mind to think that they're faking this in the lower division when they're players that you know if you're not in the upper division you're arguably trying to grow yourself and end up on one of those more high caliber teams and now we've had a match fixing Suspicion and a withdrawal, and now we have this, and it's just—it's just mind blowing how this this lower division is panning out now. The lower two teams are supposed to be disqualified, but with two withdrawn, it seems like everyone who's still playing is going to go ahead and continue. (laughs) So, interesting stuff there, and also in Dota this past week, we got a Dota two anime coming to Netflix on March twenty fifth, almost a month from now. Are you excited or not? Because I'm I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. I, I don't know where I'm at with it. So I so I played Dota back in the day. So there was
1: a time where I kind of I didn't know what MOBAs were. And and uh I somebody was like, oh, like you play like StarCraft and Warcraft and stuff, like you should try out MOBAs, and I was like, Yeah, whatever. And I was like, this is like a mix of like Diablo and 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 StarCraft. I am into this. Uh and so I kind of got into MOBAs, and I was playing a little Dota and a little, uh, uh, little bit of League, uh, and I actually ended up on the side of League, and I kind of dropped Dota. But I might actually, because of the anime, I'm a big anime fan. Um, because of the anime, I might actually reinstall Dota, just so that I can have a little bit more of a connection. Um, it turns out for me that like, uh, the story and kind of the lore of games is actually really important. That's one of the reasons I love I love League. Is like there's, uh, it's not in your face, but there's a completely like fleshed out, really vivid world that they've basically just kind of written about um, for all of their characters. And I know Dota is kind of the same, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll at least give it a, a couple of episodes of a try. What do you What do you think, Brendan?
0: I watch it, and I want to like it. I, I love <laughs> the Dota two esports scene. I love ti i watch all the majors i was watching this past week in the eu and na and cis upper divisions for dpc i love it i suck at the game i'm horrible at it i I can't figure it out it's not it's not an easy game honestly it's it's not (laughs) but a part of me just can't see it going well and and i hate to say that and i know league is coming out with their whatever it's called right, but right now with, with literally everything with literally everything and and i want to like them i do like you said i'm a huge i'm, a, I'm an anime fan i i love it I, but i just can't get myself to see a world where that's going to be a good show and and i hate to say that but I, i'm hoping to be proved wrong i, I don't want to be right but right I mean, now i'm just very skeptical about it
1: I, I mean like i like think about it this way like valve valve has made some of the like some of the i mean in my opinion some of the- Ever made, uh, and some of the most like cl- you know good classic games. Think about it, like Team Fortress Two, Half Life, Dota Two. Like they they have like so many just like smoking hot bangers, right? Yeah, uh, I can't imagine that they. Uh, and and also as a side note, I've you know I've read a lot of books about like business and things like that that reference Valve and praises them as a company. I can't imagine that they would. Uh, I can't imagine that they would sign off on something that is garbage. You know what I mean? Like I can't. imagine well, they'd, they'd watch the pilot episode and be like, "Yeah, that's smoking hot garbage," but uh, we'll make money off of it. You know, I think I think they really really care about quality, and you know, maybe maybe it's not for everybody. But I'll at least watch a couple episodes and I'll I'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, uh, will it be my favorite anime of all time? Maybe, maybe not. But uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see.
0: Yeah, and we know Valve cares about Dota. It, you know, it's not CS:GO, so it sh- it should get yeah. the attention it deserves. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> it would,
0: wouldn't that be something? A CS:GO, we should should, be, should we should lobby for that one? Well, yeah, we should pitch that one to Valve. I'm sure they love that. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> in other in other news, uh, in Call of Duty, uh, BBG won the Challengers Cup, and that's a little bit of result and a little bit of news, uh, because you know, for me, a, a huge. Call of Duty esports person and someone who's who's competed myself. Obviously not at that level, but you know it was crazy to see a team that was a week ago doing very poorly results wise, especially for the caliber of players on that team, to come out and win the Challengers Cup. I I personally believe that that may have saved that roster the way it is, and I think without that win, they may have been in in some deep trouble.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, like, uh, I mean, BBG is a, uh, they're a, they're a great organization. Like, I've had, I've had the pleasure of, of talking to, like, the CEO. Really cool guy. Really cool organization. They have a vision for their organization. And, uh, you know, I, I believe that, like, all of their players really work as hard as they can to defend themselves. Maybe they haven't been having a great season or a great couple of seasons or whatever, but like I, you know, just in my talks with the people that I've talked to in that organization, I think I, I think that 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 BG has what it takes to be a world class. In fact, let me let me revise that statement. They are a world class esports organization, whether or not they have you know the fans and the traction that they deserve, right? Um, right. You know, I think I think they're really really fantastic and and. I think that, even if they've had a poor season or whatever, I think they absolutely deserve this win
2: because
0: yeah, yeah, no, absolutely i agree and and i like i said i'm I'm excited for that roster. I think it is a great roster, I really do and and I see moving forward, I see them them performing really well, and you know everyone hits their rough patch, and I think the good thing for b b g is it happened early in the season and and so I'm excited, you know, moving forward uh to see where that goes. Yeah, uh, absolutely. In a in another kind of crazy bit of news, uh, the Street Fighter crossover came to Fortnite. Now, in my opinion, someone who quit playing Fortnite a while ago, do you think most of the fan base of that game is going to even know what Street Fighter is?
1: I mean, okay, come on. They have like, I mean, I I know that I'm like older than your average like esports fan. I'm, I'm turning thirty in a few weeks. And I, I mean, I mean, come on, like, I, I don't know, Ty, Ty, you're a little bit younger, you're, you're 20 something. Um, uh, you know what Street Fighter is, right? Uh,
2: yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen it. I, I don't really keep up with fighting games, but you know, I I, <laughs> I knew what it was <laughs> when they announced it for sure.
1: <laughs> I've seen it in my dad's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Mean, it's, it's, it's not as popular as it used to be, but I mean, Sure. Surely, people know it. Street Fighter. I don't know. Maybe this is just me justifying, uh, you know, being an old person now. Uh, I'm probably going to start having like back pain and arthritis or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, I think I think you know it's cool. I think Fortnite. I think that's one of the unique things about the game is that it's you know it's a fun enough shooter and and it's got all these fun like skins and crossovers and stuff. Uh, but it, I think that's an interesting point. Is I think Street Fighter is you know a little bit past its heyday. I don't think uh uh I don't think your average thirteen year old is playing Street Fighter. I think they're probably playing like Mortal Kombat or still, but
0: right. And and uh, I think that's my point. You know, I, I'm not hating on Street Fighter. I love Street Fighter, but I just find it interesting. You know, I think a lot of people say, "Oh, my little sibling," you know, my little brother, my little sister plays plays Fortnite, and you know, I think, okay, would those people appreciate seeing, you know these street fighter characters coming into the game and that that's where i'm coming from is is yeah they may yeah. know what it is but do you appreciate how big of a deal street fighter was and and really still is just in a more niche group
1: yeah i mean i think i think that's a good point i will say they picked basically the two most iconic characters from uh and i the only ones that i saw i didn't delve into, uh i saw chun li and Ryu. Um, yeah so those are like, I mean, those are the two most from, from Street Fighter. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, yes and no. Like, I think that people that are like 20 to 25 will probably know. I think, you know, the average 14-year-old Fortnite, of which there's actually a good deal of like 13 to 16-year-olds that are actually way better Fortnite than I'll ever be. Uh, oh,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't think that, you know, maybe they'll them. But I mean, yeah, I like. I think it's cool. Like, I love. I am not like the biggest fan of Fortnite. I, I occasionally play it, like friends or like on my Switch when I'm in bed, like you know, covered up with blankets. But uh, I, you know, I'm not the hugest fan. But I I, I am intrigued uh, by by the Chunli and Ryu. Um, and and I do like what I like about Fortnite is that you can express your personality through all your different little like cosmetics and stuff and you can do that in a lot of free-to-play games but i think Fortnite just has like uh what's the term i used earlier it has that secret sauce that kind of uh that kind of puts it all into a package that makes it appealing than just like you know putting a a skin on something in league of legends or or whatever right so
0: oh absolutely i mean they they know what they're doing so you know i I definitely don't fault them for it and and i'm excited for it but you know it it was just something that i came across that was i thought was pretty interesting and In that also, for those of you FIFA fans out there, something interesting is FIFA announced the FIFA E-Club World Cup, and and they put this little tagline out there, for the first time ever, you can be sure of not missing out on any of your favorite clubs matches, as you will be able to follow each individual match on FIFA.gg. So I think this is huge for the FIFA esports scene. I think this is something that will be able to propel them into the more broad and general esports audience. I I love this and I think that this is something huge for that scene and will help even more than it has been naturally.
1: Yeah, so okay, so let me preface this by saying that I haven't played FIFA for like 7 years, but I do like FIFA, um and I think it's a cool game. I think that it's always kinda struggled as an e-sport, it's a little bit niche. Um but uh I, I think what they're doing here is is really cool. And I think that even if it's not like even if it's not your thing or it's not, you know, you you don't follow FIFA or whatever. Um, I think what they're doing is really cool, right? So uh, this is something they do in the in the NFL on different various services, uh, like what's the what's it called? Uh, it's like NFL Game Day Pass or whatever, where you yep. can you pay a subscription monthly or yearly or whatever, and you can you can watch literally every game. And I think I think that's what they're doing here, and I think that that's a really smart. Uh, I just realized that my mic fell over, and I hope that you guys can hear me okay. Um, I think that it's a really smart thing to do um and i think i think other games uh should adopt that uh, uh right so so yeah. i know that um you know i as far as i know like like all of the you know lec and lcs games are 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 broadcast right um and i think i think that that's one reason that i really love you know the lec is is over the lcs as well is is you can watch uh at least for me, I watch VODs. You can go back and watch the VOD of every single game, and I think I think that that's a that's a great move for FIFA. Um, and what's interesting too about this, the last thing I'll say about it is, there are actually a lot of like real life professional athletes that like FIFA or play FIFA or are invested in FIFA in the esports scene, and so I think it's just it's only natural for for them to have kind of this uh, um, you know kind of visibility as far as each individual football club.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you know, for, for me, being a football or soccer fan, uh, I, I love this too in envisioning these Premier League clubs and the MLS clubs already that have players having this new, these new eyes on them. And, and it helps the clubs, it helps the players themselves, and it helps FIFA Esports. And, and I just think it's going to be great for them uh, moving forward. Uh, I, I really do think it was it was a great move yeah um sure. then moving into uh valorant news, you had this past uh challenger two tournaments are coming up and playoffs mm. you had g two losing, getting fifth through eighth, yeah, a team that has not has lost very few maps even let alone full matches i think this is new in the sense that that they got knocked out so early for a team that no one thought could be touched
1: yeah i mean it's uh you know what's that thing day right uh what's crazy is yeah so uh, you know Fnatic, g2 household names everybody they have solid Fortnite ro- or not Fortnite? sorry uh solid solid uh ballard rosters as well right like they have good players. Uh, and then <laughs> being taken uh, over by Ninjas in, in Pajamas, FPX, Team Heretics, and Alliance, which are all established esports organizations, but not household names by any means. Um, but yeah, uh Team Team Heretics, uh Ninjas in Pajamas, FPX, and Alliance, all established esports organizations. Uh, none of them are household names um so so yeah it seems like kind of an upset in this in this arena
0: yeah and it's just it's it's scary for me and i think it's probably scary for g2 fans mm-hmm. they came into this event saying we're the best we know it you, you beat us if you can but you can't and, yeah, and i think I mean, that being proven wrong like this may be a shock and and maybe you know Hopefully, it helps them take a look back and kind of reevaluate some things. But, but otherwise, I think it could be kind of scary for a team that that had that much swagger and that much belief that they were the team to beat. Getting knocked out is is something that I think will be uh, pretty nerve wracking for them and and the fans for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, pride goes before the fall, right? Or uh, you know, dropping Bible verses on everybody. That is a Bible verse. I t- anyway, sorry, going down a rabbit hole here. My dad was a pastor. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I, and the funny thing is like G2 is, is very, very confident and like, like you just go onto their Twitter page. It's they, I actually really enjoy their social media content. It's very, very funny and playful. Um, and they'll probably kind of tease themselves about this, but yeah, like they were, you know, they're a very confident team. They're very confident in their abilities. And so to see, uh, to see these teams that are, are, you know, less, um, uh, and and that's the thing right it's like all of these teams i've seen around the esports scene in various esports but um you know was i was i expecting them to 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 come up and beat both Fnatic and g2 like no um so yeah i mean it's yeah definitely a bit of an upset but uh you know um good stuff uh i you know this is this is what i love about esports too is right it's like it's most esports are are super skill based, right? Uh, there are some exceptions, like like you could argue that Hearthstone has a lot more RNG, for example. Um, but with something like with something like Valorant or or League of Legends or whatever, it's not like there's any like oh I just got higher old. It's like no, like I got outplayed or the team I simply lost to a better team. And so seeing stuff like this is like that's one of the reasons why I love esports is because you can see somebody like ninjas in pajamas or fpx beat Fnatic and g2 like so, some yep. of them but two two of the most famous esports teams you know like household names um and yeah i mean it's i think it's i think it's awesome i love stuff like this uh yeah and, and g2 can afford to lose a couple of events here and there
0: yeah no i think i think they may be okay with their with their tournament wins in the past you know as much as you want to win all of them I, huh. I think they'll be. I think they'll be content with with losing one, and and I'm sure the next one they'll they'll bounce back pretty strong in the in the follow up one. And, yeah. and kind of speaking of follow ups, BlizzCon Online.
1: Uh, it's actually pronounced
0: BlizzCon Line. BlizzCon Line.
1: Sorry. It's it's really uh, stupid. I I don't blame you. For
0: thinking <laughs> that would be something reasonable. <laughs> they announced the follow-up to overwatch and gave a lot more detail on overwatch 2 along with loads of other stuff that that i'm not qualified to talk about so so ty do you want to kind of expand on on everything and give a brief overview for the people what the heck happened because someone like me was not able to to keep track of everything the reveals the hype that came with BlizzCon line. Yeah. Um,
2: so I'll I'll start out with this. This was the most surprising thing for me when I was watching it live. Every year at BlizzCon, whether it's online or not, they start with a opening ceremony where they kind of go through each game and kind of give a kind of like a a TDLR of the big things that are happening in each of Blizzard's IPs. Usually, that's where they show like big cinematics and stuff. But the really striking thing about this. BlizzCon is that
1: Overwatch you mean this Blizzcon, BlizzCon BlizzCon line?
2: Excuse me. Excuse yes, me. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> They're <laughs> no, the <Okay>. BlizzCon police. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Is that they they didn't have Overwatch present in the opening ceremonies, and this is the first time since what I think it was 2015 when they first announced it. They've had you know all of their games in the opening ceremonies. And they, at the very end, they were like, you might be looking for Overwatch 2. It's going to be in our next segment. It's not in opening ceremonies. Uh, And so I stuck around, of course, and watched it. And I'm a little bit shaky on it. Um, A lot of the stuff they showed were uh, PvE-oriented things. Um, Lots of, you know, cool talent trees. I think the biggest thing that I saw was that, essentially, if you've played Borderlands 3, how you have, like, those three separate talent trees for each character in Borderlands, that's going to be essentially for every single character in Overwatch. They're going to have three different trees. You can build each character however you want. It looks absolutely insane. Super hyped for that. But as a varsity player for my school's Overwatch team, PvP was not looking too, too drastic. A lot of people complain about the the balance of overwatch it's gone from super shield heavy to super stun heavy and not super fun in an fps um and so they showed off these really cool passives for roles in general so tanks will have less knockback and uh when you shoot a tank you'll generate less ult charge than if you shot somebody else um DPS move faster and then support characters have kind of like a passive healing that kicks in if they don't take any damage after a certain amount of time. And sure, that's super interesting, but I'm just sitting there like why not now? Why why do I have yeah. to wait for the sequel when this seems <laughs> so much healthier for the game? Um, Why why do I got to wait for that? So, yeah, uh, it, it kind of left me wishy-washy, especially with no release date at the end of it, too. It just kind of it didn't feel super super great yeah that's a that's a
1: tricky thing too so like i i played a ton of overwatch when it first came out like probably for about a year i played overwatch like every single day and i like i I still like overwatch quite a bit and watch the esport from time to time but the thing that's like a lot i keep hearing and in, in about overwatch 2 is is like what besides you know yeah there's this PVE thing coming and that's gonna be a big thing whatever but like <laughs> but like like you know what's gonna be game changing about PvP right because that's that's what overwatch one is and that's the core identity of overwatch and I think it's like you said it's like yeah like that those changes are super interesting but like that I feel like that should be stuff that's just like a patch in in overwatch one right um so yeah I mean I don't know I'll be I don't know about you type I'll. I'll be looking for more big shakeups in Overwatch 2 to really draw my attention and, you know, it eventually cost me $60. Uh,
2: but. Yeah. I, I will note uh, they didn't announce this in the, in the sneak peek or behind-the-scenes look at Overwatch 2. They didn't announce it, but some keen-eyed viewers have pointed out that there aren't... It's not 6v6. It's 5v5. From all mm. the footage they showed... PvP wise, they each team is missing one tank. So I'm I'm thinking they may, you know, drop a tank and just kind of buff each tank to be strong enough to play on their own. I think this might fix a lot of the issues in the game, since most of them, the original terror of competitive was GOATs, which is before they had Roll Lock, and you could have three tanks. Um, and then after that, almost immediately after they Uh, locked you into certain roles double shield was a thing where two shield tanks would come in and shield your entire team. So I think, I think knocking it down to one tank, but buffing each tank I think is going to be a pretty huge move, but that's just kind of like a a rumor going around. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm hoping to see more. And like you said, I think a lot of people are disappointed (laughs) with not hearing a release date. Um, Maybe they, maybe they learned from, from, You know, this past year, some of the release dates that got changed and the anger, some of the fans gave those those developers. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing more. And I mean, like Tim said, will I spend the money to buy it? Yeah, I will. (laughs) And and, you know, so whenever the time comes, I'll spend the money. But but I'm definitely looking for more and, and maybe some more concrete stuff on that, especially on the PvP side, which is all I really care about, honestly. Yeah, for sure.
1: I mean, that's, and that's what, like, and that's the whole thing too, is like, I, and I don't want to get too, too deep in this, but like, uh, the thing that I liked about Overwatch is you get in, what, like 15 minutes, play a match, like be done. Like, I feel like, and like, I feel like the PVE, you know, single player stuff kind of detracts from that a little bit. And like, I, I, so, and let me just backtrack too and say that like, I do have confidence in Blizzard as a developer. Like, they're not perfect, but like they, you know, they have they're known for the kind of the polish that they put on their games. Um, and I, I'm sure that even if it is just like even if it is basically just a $60 Overwatch patch, I'm sure that it'll be good. Um, but yeah, I, I I expect from like, you know, from when they announced the sequel, I kind of expected a lot more than I've heard. So I guess I guess we'll see.
0: Um Yeah. And we'll also see if you know Ty talking about the the five v five look, what that does yeah. for the Overwatch League. I think that that could have some major implications if it yeah. is true on on the, some of those teams that that have the rosters, uh, the size that they do currently. I think that you know the five v five change would be uh, would be pretty big, and it, it may have an impact on that league. So I guess you know we can't do anything but wait, and huh. and you know. Uh, <laughs> More will come soon. Soon, tm. Classic, classic. Yeah,
1: no, it's yeah, pretty soon. Uh, you know, eighteen percent of every roster is just going to be
0: just right. gonna be Cut from the. <laughs> yeah, and who knows what what all the fallout is from that? Ed, here's your weekend preview. In the LFL, the French League for League of Legends, we have Team BDS versus Misfits Premier. I'm excited for this one personally. I think Team BDS is looking fantastic. A team partner of Espo, of course, so I do have some bias, but they're looking fantastic, and I'm very excited to watch this game and to see how those unfold. Also, this weekend you have the IEM Katowice quarterfinals in CS:GO. You have NAVI versus Gambit and Astralis versus VP, and you know Astralis being the powerhouse that they are you know i think that there's a lot of people assuming they're going to be in the finals but the navi versus gambit matchup will be incredible i think and and i can't wait to watch how iem Katowice closes out and and i'm really excited for this weekend and in the lcs just just a fun one that i think i'm looking forward to the liquid tsm game i think that that's two teams that that love playing each other and are both both incredibly Uh, skilled teams, and that should be a great matchup and kind of that middle-of-the-table teams to see truly if and which team is the real deal. So uh, that's your weekend preview. And, well, that wraps up kind of the news uh, from the past week, and I'm sure there was plenty more and there's too much to talk about in esports in a given week, but Mm -hmm. there was the highlights for everyone, and now we're going to move into the segment we call Last Hit. Again, last hit is where me and Tim each will get one minute uninterrupted to stand on our soapbox and talk about anything in the esports world that we think needs to be heard. So uh, I'm going to go first here. And my one minute, I'm starting the timer. <laughs> and I'm going to make sure I stick to it. I'm sticking to the rules here. You have one minute. Just a little, little self-policing situation yeah, yeah. going
1: on over here. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> All right.
0: I'm starting the timer now. I'm going to talk about the LCS import rule and all the news that came out about that and the arguments that happened on Twitter this past week. Mm. So if you don't know, the LCS has a rule in place that each team is only allowed two non-domestic or import players on a roster at a given time. Now, the argument came up that apparently they're in talks to change this rule and increase that number, that cap that they have in place. And people went nuts saying it was the worst thing ever. They, they should never do that. CEOs of teams were getting involved. There was, there was insults thrown out. There was poppy pastas made. It got out of hand. But I think the biggest thing to remember is if you don't want your spot taken by an import player, be a better player. That's all there is to it. This will bring the quality of league up in North America. This is not a bad thing. Stop complaining. Just be a better player. That's all there is to it. That that's yeah. it. And that's my one minute. But
1: no, tr- truly. I mean, if, I don't know if we're commenting on each other's last hits. Oh, I feel free. Yeah. I. I mean. I mean. Yeah. It's like uh, I, the the highlight of this whole exchange for me. Like again, I love the love that esports tea. Uh, the highlight of this whole whole dramatic situation to me is like the C nine CEO called uh, in this in this C nine Reddit, which is obviously populated by C nine fans. He's like, "You guys are homophobic and racist, not homophobic. Oh my gosh, that's different. Xenophobic and racist." And it's like, "Oh, okay." Um, but yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's it's uh, it's it's true. I mean, it's like, and and also at this point um you know it's 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 a global esport right and it it's it's like uh what's what's the point of like of like, you know if if you want somebody to come and play on your team it's like it's 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 on the internet it's like it's it doesn't have to be a, a physical location um and it's like oh but these like na players are like getting their spots taken by these better players like that's horrible It's no that's not horrible like <laughs> the N.A. players just need to be better. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. I think I think I agree with you. I'm sure like I, I actually I hope somebody like writes us or or like tweets at us. Like, you guys don't know what you're talking about because America.
0: Yeah. But, you know, no, feel whatever. free. I, yeah, I would yeah, love please. I would love to hear the arguments, the valid yeah. arguments. Against it, and I won't continue my minutes up. But but please feel free if you disagree with me, uh, go ahead and respond to this. Tag us on Twitter. Tweet at us. Uh, well, TikTok tag TikTok Brendan on Twitter. Us. Yeah,
1: don't tag. Don't tag. <laughs> <though. We're>, <laughs> <laughs> our opinions are our
0: yeah, our opinions are our own. I do not represent Eastpo in that <laughs> belief. So feel free to tweet at me uh, anytime you want regarding that. Uh, I would love to have a conversation about it. All right. But,
1: well, somebody's 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 fired up here. His I am. So so
0: moving on, moving on, Tim, you're one minute. I'm going to start the timer for you, too. We're both going to follow these rules. Okay, sure. Uh, yeah, so, uh, one oh, minute. I'll tell you when the clock starts in three two one
1: yeah so i you know i'm not as fired up a thing as as, as brendan is uh but there's a couple of cool things that i want to bring attention to right so uh first of all uh, if you're a wow fan uh you know wow is an esports i know that it's a little bit more under the radar than some league and and overwatch and whatnot uh but really big patch coming for wow that also got announced at blizzcon Online as well as some other cool Diablo 2 and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so, so definitely pay attention to that. Go check out that news. Use the Google machine for that. Um also uh something that happened a few weeks ago that I was really stoked about is uh Xset or not Xset, I'm sorry, X really cool though too. Go check them out. But no, Evil Geniuses announced a mixed gender roster in esports, and that's something that I'm really, you know, all about is is kind of more inclusiveness. Both, you know, uh, racially and also uh, cross cross gender for for esports. Um, you know, they have uh, their team is headed up by 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 a woman, and I think that that's awesome. And I think more of that. Um, and and also, it's not just it's not just a- that's <laughs> your minute. I- Ah, no, okay. <laughs> Evil Geniuses is tight, and you guys should go check them out. Um, <laughs> should we? Hey, should we give should we give a minute to Ty? Ty, do you have any like last hits? I mean, you Ty- kind of you. You voiced you voiced your opinion about Overwatch. I know that's kind of your main game, but like what's do you have anything juicy to say?
2: Um, you know what? Since I'm since I'm slightly angry at Overwatch, here's what I'll do. I'm gonna, no, this is a shout-out. It's good. It's okay. uh for Apex Legends, they had mm. a new season start. I think it was end of January or something. I've been playing the heck out of it. It just kind of scratches that like hero shooter. Use your abilities, tactics, kind of thing in a battle royale way that just, you know, respawn just hits FPS, you know, that tactical shooter feel out of the ballpark. Yeah. So I just wanted to shout that out. I don't even take a full minute. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> generous.
1: <laughs> a- no, Apex is Apex is great. I remember when that came out. And, um, but my friend, my friend was like, dude, you got to check out this Apex game. And like, I'm, I'm really bad at shooters. Like, I love, sh- but I'm also bad at them except overwatch because it's a little bit different but like yeah apex apex is fantastic i think that it's just a really lovely mix of like it's like the nice middle ground between overwatch and valorant i think like valorant's a little hardcore for me overwatch is a little bit like hero power heavy i think apex is like a really nice mix of the two um so yeah big big shout out to apex for sure i would love to get uh you know i know Espo hasn't partnered with any apex heavy teams lately but i would love to at some point get Get them on the, you know, get them on the on the docket.
0: Yeah, that that's that's something we should for sure work on. I think it's something that that we will going forward. But with that being said, that's going to conclude our show. And if you enjoyed listening to Tim, Ty, and I talk for whatever reason, feel free to go on over to at Espo Social on everything. Give us a follow. You yeah, got literally, Twitter, literally got everything, Instagram. You got Facebook. We're even on TikTok, and if we get enough people, I guarantee that Tim will do a TikTok dance on our TikTok. I can guarantee I'll it.
1: Do, I'll do so many TikTok dances. You have no idea. And that's I, something
0: we all want to see. So feel free to head on over there. Follow us on everything again. That's at Espo Social. Wait,
1: should we should we set a goal for this? I like and like also what TikTok dances. Is- oh my oh so so i've already i've already promised on on twitter that if we sell if we do fifty thousand dollars of fan sponsorships on espo which by the way i guess we should probably talk about espo a little bit uh but yeah you, head over to espo.io that's kind of our company website uh and if we get fifty thousand dollars in the first uh, we'll say in the first you know couple of months i'll, I'll be reasonable at this i because i want to do it obviously uh in the first couple of campaigns that we run, if we raise fifty thousand dollars of fan sponsorships, I will learn the Up Dance by Cardi B and I will broadcast myself dancing to that song. Um uh, what's funny is you fools think that I don't already know that dance by heart. Um but uh yeah, I'll do that. I'll do I'll uh if you guys want to sign my paychecks to do TikTok dances, I'll I will I will dance the shit out of
0: everybody. You have no idea. <laughs> Um, but yeah, well, yeah, definitely. With that image burned into our minds now of Tim doing the dance, that I'm not sure any of us truly want to see, but hopefully we get to.
1: Uh, you have no idea how uh, <laughs> amazing it will be.
0: Uh, I'm just going to say thank you for listening from all of us here at ESPO, and we'll see you here next week for another episode of the AOE podcast. Yeah. And remember win together.